0: Hey, what up Long Beach? Welcome to the LB Fee Show, the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast featuring Athletics Director Andy Fee talking, well you guessed it, Long Beach State Athletics. It is hosted by the 562.org, that's the 562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my
1: right, Mike Gartabasio. we are going to be doing this thing every Monday night at Legends at 6 p.m. and obviously a lot of stuff to talk about this week with Long Beach State Sports. So with no further ado let's bring in the man that the show is named after the LB Fee show Andy Fee.
0: Hey. Good evening good it's
2: evening. A How are we doing gentlemen?
1: We are
0: doing well I know you just came off of a busy weekend. Uh what what did you do this weekend? We saw each other a couple times actually.
2: I think uh, I think I, I lost count. We had a few events this weekend, but uh, it was a great week uh, for the beach. We had a, a lot of great results. It's that time of the year where. You know, it seems like everybody is in competition, which is why we do what we do.
0: We do have the basketball coaches here, women's basketball coach Jeff Kamen and men's basketball coach Dan Munson. You were at the basketball games on Saturday. You also made it out to Blair Field on Sunday for, for a special event that had a lot of who's who out there in left field.
2: Yeah, yeah. We uh, we honored Bob and Nancy Foster uh, with the naming of uh, the dirtbag locker room after Bob and Nancy, so that was a, a great morning uh, to have everybody out, we had Mayor Garcia, President Conley, Yours Truly, uh, Troy Buckley. I mean, it was really if you if you knew anything about baseball, it was a great place to be.
1: Uh, did Bob do the opening pitch? He did. He's got the best opening pitch in all of sports. Uh, I don't know if JJ mentioned this to you, but when we were up in Sacramento covering a state championship, uh, high school state championship basketball tournament. We ran into Bob because a Little League team, he'd coached to the Little League World Series, was doing like a 30-year reunion or something like that. That's true. We happened 19... to see it in the, in the newspaper and stopped at this little Little League park. <laughs> at the time,
2: he was a mayor. It was pretty funny. I think it was the 1983 team. Is that, yeah. is that <laughs> right? You can go right
0: now on the562.org to watch a video of that first pitch. A decent first pitch. Did it smoke he, he, nah, he bounced a little bit, but even more impressive, Troy Buckley stayed down on it. He, yeah. moved, he moved into that box and he scooped it like a like a veteran would.
2: I think Coach was ready to play. Actually, I think after after uh, you know some of the the stresses he's had, where uh, he's had injuries, I think he's ready to get out there and play. He,
1: it, that may be required of, of, of Buck by the end of the season. Uh, Andy, did you get a chance to watch any of the Oscars? You know, any, any of your favorite movies win or not win? What would you think?
2: I caught a little bit of it. Um, you know, one of my favorite movies that, uh, that I've seen in a while was The Darkest Hour. So I was a big fan of that, big <laughs> Winston Churchill fan. Um, and, uh, you know, I know Gary, Gary Oldman uh, won the Best Actor Oscar, so I was fired up about that.
0: Any other movies that you saw this year that you, that you really liked?
2: Uh, the Three Billboards. Um, yep. I thought that was fantastic. And uh, Frances McDormand, I believe, uh, won Best, uh, Best yep. Actress, um, which I thought that was a great movie. And one of those where I feel like i got to watch it a second time for some nuance kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I was excited. What about what about you guys? What did you guys have? Uh, I was really pulling for Get Out. I, I want to get out to whatever. I,
0: I yelled <laughs> out loud when Jordan Peele won. I think I've only done that twice for an awards show. The other time was for Leo DiCaprio. Did you yell, get
2: out? <laughs> <When he> would, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <When> he, exactly. <laughs> when he won No,
0: he's just... Uh... He's just a special kind of dude and doing yeah. something that no one else has really done. But um, I thought the show was really well run as well with everything going on and how the thing ended last year. I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a really nice job. He was the happy-go-lucky host that that show needed. Yeah, for yes. sure.
1: All right, well, it's officially March. It's officially tournament time. we got the Big West Conference Tournament for men's and women's hoops coming up this week. Uh, it'll. We're going to be uh, covering the men's game on Thursday at the Honda Center. We wanted to ask you about that. What are your thoughts about it being at the at, at the Honda Center versus a host site? Do you think that a neutral site makes it mean more, or would you rather see it in maybe a more intimate venue where, you know, it's it, it feels a little bit more like it's got that college energy to it?
2: You know, there's pluses and minuses, I think, to, to both sides. You know, the Honda Center is a, is a first-class venue. Um, obviously, the Ducks play there. They've had NBA games. They've had, uh, you know, second-round games in the tournament there as well. Um and there, there's an advantage to, to to being at home, so to speak. I, you know, I think selfishly, we have a great venue in in the Walter Pyramid, so I, I'm all about. Perfectly hey, hey yes, let's hey, ho- sure. let's let's host uh, <laughs> let's host it. Um, but you know, there is something special about going somewhere different, someplace that you don't go a lot of times. And you know, obviously, um, you know, in our league, we we go to every place at least once. And you know, if it was the second time, I don't know how exciting it is. You know, but. Um, you know, I, I like where we're at, but you know, uh, you know, are there some other options out there? You know, we'll see. we we'll, I, I know the conference is exploring that. You know, we've we've got an agreement with the Honda Center uh, for two more seasons beyond this year, and uh, where it, where it goes beyond that, I don't know. But you know, I I think what we're looking at is, are there some other options out there? And we don't know yet. But we we're, we're gonna find out. I would suggest maybe we'll do it in Hawaii,
1: and you can take us out there, and we'll Love cover that. the tournament.
2: Love that. I, I also
0: think that uh, host sites would kind of make the regular season mean a little bit more. Not that it doesn't mean anything, but if you're a 4-5 and you're trying to play down the stretch to be hosting a game on a Thursday, I mean, that means a lot, and not only to you, but to your fan base. I mean, how many people were in the pyramid on Saturday? 3,000, good crowd. Those 3,000 plus two more in there, they kind of deserve that if they have hung with the team through the whole year.
2: Definitely. I mean, and, and that's one one thing you have to say does make it special when you are on a campus site is is you're going to have fans that are all in. And is it an advantage to some and a disadvantage to others? You can definitely make the argument. But I've been watching a lot of tournaments right now, and, and they're on campuses, and, and you see how crazy it is. When I think it's Radford hit, hit the game winner, yep. and everybody loses their mind. Uh, I've only had that happen one time. Uh, I was at San Diego 2007, and uh, Billy Greer was coaching. Uh, USD and they ended up beating Gonzaga home court at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. And, uh, you know, everybody goes nuts, and it is special. So, you know, right. I, I mean, you know, what is it better or for worse, I don't know. Um, but, but it is what it is. Bring it back to the ACC, that's what I say. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That's not No, what well, never. let's
1: please never cover a basketball game at the <laughs> convention center again. Okay, we're going to start a, a new segment for the show this week. We're going to do this week at the beach, talking about some of the biggest sporting events that will be going on this week. We will be talking more about the tournament uh, as we get into the show, obviously. But first up, just to take a quick whip around the horn, on Wednesday, the number seven ranked beach volleyball team in the country Ooh. is going to be at the sand courts right behind the Walter Pyramid playing uh, Pepperdine. And then that evening, the number one men's volleyball team, number one in the nation, uh, will be hosting Mount Olive at 7 p.m. Obviously, uh, the volleyball at the beach right now is the best in the country, number seven beach team and number one men's team. So make sure and get out and check those out. Andy,
0: we talked about that team last week. And once again this week in those uh, those Northridge games, just showing how dominant they are. I mean, they're by far the best team in the nation.
2: I don't even think it's a question of it you know one thing you wonder is how much better are we than than the rest of the country and, and that's not to sound presumptuous necessarily I think so far we've proven that and I think each week we're seeing a team that just continues to look and get better and better.
1: I'm excited to get uh, men's volleyball coach Alan Nipe on the show and just hit him with all the historical stuff his team is doing because he hates hearing about it he hates it he kind of snapped at Olivia Phelps a little bit. He didn't want to talk conference. about it. Yeah, He, he did not want to about talk about it. about it. But that win over Northridge on Sunday night tied them for the best start in the history of the program at 16-0. and And uh, with Mount Olive on Wednesday night, they'll be looking to have the best start ever in 49er history going to 17-0.
0: Andy uh, is too – or excuse me, Alan Knipe is, uh, is too presumptuous or – or too,
2: uh... he,
1: he doesn't. He does not want to hear one, like even a half sentence about how good his team is. It's it's been a lot of fun. I like to give him a lot of crap. In the he's kind of going Lou Holtz
2: on us, right? Remember when Lou Holtz would kind of go, "Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll yes. have a chance. I don't know. I mean." Oh, he, hey,
1: Alan, you're uh, on pace to break the NCAA record for hitting percentage by 150. It's like, no, well, you know, we got a lot of great matches in front of us. <laughs> it's early. He's right? too
0: he's too superstitious to be superstitious. That's what I was trying right. to say.
1: Uh, On Thursday, there's definitely
0: one basketball game. Hopefully there will be two. Like Like we said, we'll be talking about that in a second. But on Friday, dirtbags on the road taking on another ranked opponent. They are uh, they are limping a little bit right now. The Dirtbags trying to get healthy. Um, they are four and eight, taking on the number eight Aggies. The Aggies are eleven and one uh, on Saturday. Women's water polo going to be at home, starting their Big West Conference schedule against UC Santa Barbara. They're also going to be hosting the alumni game, which is always fun on Sunday. Um, also on Saturday, women's tennis going to be on campus, taking on UC Davis. So that corner of uh, campus over there is going to be pretty exciting this week because finally on Sunday in their fifth of five games at the lbsu softball complex this weekend hosting the louisville slugger invitational there's new rankings coming out on tuesday so by this time they should be higher than number 22 but the number 22 long beach state softball team is going to be playing a big game on sunday against number three ucla really the first chance for southern california long beach state fans to see this team
2: yeah i mean again we've talked about it last week and, and hopefully we're going to keep talking about how, how great they are kind of gelling, coming together, doing what they need to do, the timely hitting, the great pitching, you know, doing everything they need to do. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see what they can do. And, and I think, you know, they deserve to have this 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 weekend at home kind of a, a chance for people to come out. And I encourage people to come out, um, get on campus and support this program.
0: Yeah, you got to see Cielo Meza throw the, throw the ball. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's
1: going to be Sunday morning. It's Sunday, 1230 p.m. You're dragging yourself out of bed. You're shaking off the hangover after watching the men's basketball and women's basketball team both win the Big West tournament on Saturday. <laughs> Get to the Long Beach State Softball Complex at 1230 to watch them host number three UCLA.
0: All right, Andy, thank you so much. We're going to bring you back on the show, but we're going to bring our first guest on right now. Uh, before we do that, as we bring him on, we wanted you to remind we wanted to remind you again, uh, Long Beach State fans about the 562.org and how you can follow it and support it. Uh, the newsletter, daily newsletter, you can sign up online. Obviously the videos, previews, the recaps and the photo galleries all there online. and you can follow the updates from those basketball games on our Twitter account. 562 sports and kind of interact with us there throughout the weekend because it's going to be a busy one
1: so go visit the 562.org click subscribe help keep long beach sports coverage local and one of the teams we'll be uh, covering, one of the teams that I had the pleasure of covering on Saturday, we've got head coach Jeff Kamen of the women's basketball team. Jeff, welcome to the LBP What's Show. What's up?
0: How you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing good, man. Thanks for joining us. Of course, of course.
1: So you are a happy man right now. And I think when I talked to you three weeks ago, we weren't <laughs> sure, maybe you uh, wouldn't have wanted to have been on this I don't know. Uh, podcast I, right I now. But... trying
3: to climb up to, to the top of the pyramid, there was uh, uh, <laughs> contemplating <laughs> There's a two-month stretch that we won't yeah. talk too much about, but <laughs> December
1: 8th to February 7th, uh, you guys had a tough stretch, did not sure. win a game. We're sitting in last in the Big West. Sure. Uh, the last-place team in the Big West does not make the tournament. You guys were in that position for most of the regular season. Go on to win the last five games in a row to clinch a spot, and we'll be playing Tuesday uh, against number six UC Riverside at Fullerton uh, what does that mean to you and to your team to finish the season the way you guys did?
3: Uh, I mean, it, it means means a lot. I mean, I'm so proud of the you know the young ladies. I mean, the the way they were able to you know stay in it you know despite the adversity shows a lot uh, from them. shows tells a lot about their character and who they are as a, as a group and individually as a people. And um, I don't know. I'm proud of them. I mean, yeah, it, that's tough. I mean, you you go through. 13 straight losses and we don't we didn't talk, talk about you know losing but it's just we're right there I mean we're in every game for the most part and you're right there and you know you're close to turn the corner but you can't find a way to turn the corner and you know thankfully we've been able to f- kind of figure it out these last five games and uh, I'm excited man we were, we talked about we don't want to window shop We want to break the glass and get in on the tournament and man our girls believed and uh, just kept Fighting and just just excited for them.
1: You've got a couple. You've got a really interesting mix of kids where you have a couple of seniors who've really been through it all. And as you and I talked about before the season, we're basically running the program after Jody Wynn got hired sure. at UW and took the assistance with her. It was basically you know it was <laughs> Jess Gertz and Cece Wilson were putting cones out for themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then you've got this really talented freshman group that's come in and at least for me, a couple of them really uh, outperformed my expectations. Sure. So what's it like coaching that mix and you've got some like cc wilson who are saying oh well i knew we were going to make the tournament i think you maybe were experiencing a little more anxiety than she was and then you have freshmen who don't really know what the deal is because they've never been through one of these seasons right. either so how do you kind of put that group together as a i'm coach? glad i'm
3: glad cc was so confident <laughs> <laughs> was she giving your free game speeches for you <laughs> she, she 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 i i should have put up in front a couple of times but no she you know it's it's interesting i mean we we, did, we had you know six kids when I got here, and the six kids actually I mean they didn't play a ton of minutes, but they they've been a part of a lot of you know uh, winning. You know I mean three three twenty win seasons for those seniors, and you know they probably even though they didn't play major minutes, they played in some big games. I mean Jess hit some big shots in the tournament last year against Oregon State. Cece I mean defensively is one of the best defensive players that I think that come through come through here, and I mean. It's tough. I mean, they, they have to play bigger roles for you. So I think tr- them trying to figure that out and then trying to develop the freshmen to put them in position to perform as freshmen, I mean, it doesn't happen, especially, you know, at our level. I mean, you know, usually come in, they have time to learn from the older kids, but, you know, they're put in a position where they had to perform right away, and, I mean... Of course, you know, you, you know it's going to take some time. And I knew that. Um, I was hoping, you know, they came around a little quicker. Sure. but. <laughs> well, you've got the
1: – I think your freshman backcourt with Makai Berry and Sineja Davison, the next three years will be one of the best backcourts in the yes. Midwest. But how do you – you mentioned it, right? I mean, you really need those kids – to step up and perform in a big way if you guys are going to have a long stay in the Big West tournament. Sure, sure. So how are you helping to get them ready for, you know, their first
2: ever conference tournament
1: experience?
3: Yeah, we don't even talk about it. We don't make it a, you know... you know they they don't know any better you know it's we're talking about competing they've been competing all year I mean, we played against Tennessee we played on the road at Arizona we went to Montana it was a great crowd and a tournament atmosphere so I think we're 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 prepared you know we're prepared for for uh, the tournament and you know let's let's focus on what we've been doing you know compete compete and you know give effort and you know stay together you know so we try to Limit the thinking and more <laughs> just competing, you know. So,
0: Tuesday you're taking on U uh, C Riverside at Fullerton, like we said. This Riverside team, you play, played them, placed them twice. Yes. January 6th, you lost at U C R, 77-53, and then <laughs> last Thursday you beat U C R, 70-58. Sure. So this is kind of a kind of a flip. Sure. Now, if the Long Beach State team from January 6th played the Long Beach State team from last Thursday. Well, what's the difference? How's that game it would go? It look like a Yukon game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we're just a more yeah. We're just a more confident ball club, and then we didn't have Shanaja Davidson that first time we played them. And as you can see, she's really good. And not only is she, you know, able to you know score the ball for us, but she's starting to understand how to make people better. I mean, she's so fast and athletic, and her speed is exceptional. So it allows her to do a little bit more than I think she's used to doing in high school. She probably shot it 30 times a game, and now she's understanding how to make people better. So, I mean, the addition of her, and then we're just a different team, man. That, that, our team now playing, our team, we, we probably, you know, win that game by a lot because we're just, we're, we're rebounding. We didn't rebound well against UCR, and that's going to be a huge uh, priority for us on, on uh, tomorrow is to be able to to keep them off the boards because we gave up 27 offensive rebounds and we won by 12 to 14, I think. And I just think if we, we keep them off the boards, take care of the ball, and kind of, you know, take them out of what they want to do, they want to get the ball inside, I think we'll have a good chance. And they're an older team. They have two kids who are, you know, all league players and they're long and athletic and they're experienced, you know. But, um, I think our kids are hungry right now. They're they're they are they they do not know that they're any, you know young anymore. Hey, we say hey, you're a sophomore. You played enough basketball, you know you're you're ready to go. So they're excited. We're excited, and you know we look forward to the game tomorrow.
1: Well, we obviously wish you guys luck against Riverside, and then hopefully for uh, two or three more games after that. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll yes, be sir. along. Check out all that coverage at the562.org. But Jeff, thanks for coming on. No,
3: thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: No, thank you, Coach. Uh, best of luck there with the ticket info for the games coming up at Honda Center, you need to hit up the Long Beach State box office at 562-985-4949 to make sure that the tickets you get are with other Long Beach State fans. We were talking about that tournament atmosphere that is so prevalent at home sites. Well, that doesn't mean it can't be like that at Honda Center. I think back to that epic night, Casper Ware in the Honda Center with thousands of Long Beach State fans on hand. They turned that Honda Center into Walter Pyramid Two. That night, and got those boys to the tournament. So it doesn't mean that can't happen again. Again, the box office number is five six two nine eight five four nine four nine. The head coach on the sideline that night is the same man that joins us right now, 11th-year head coach at Long Beach State, won his 350th game earlier this year, so he knows a little bit about college basketball. His team has finished this season strong after an up-and-down year. Buzzer beater at UC Santa Barbara on Thursday, and then a showtime senior night on Saturday against UC Riverside. Long Beach State, the number five seed, going to be taking on the number four seed, Cal State Fullerton at Honda Center. 2.30 p.m. on Thursday. And joining us right now is head coach Dan
4: Munson. Dan, welcome to the show. Great to be here, and it's great. You got me pumped up. I mean, if I could get Casper (laughs) Ware back and those fans, I think we're in good shape. I mean... That, you know, that brings back good memories for me. I might have to show our fellas, you know, some of that. Well, as one, of my,
0: one of my favorite clips of all time is the and one three where Casper gets fouled and falls back into the scorer's table, and you're the first one there to pick him up. That was just that was just indicative of that whole season. That whole moment is beautiful. I wanted
4: to kiss him. I just want you to know that. Okay, <laughs> me too, I just coach. didn't want to go too crazy, but. But uh, when he hit that, because that was like that was a four-point play, and I was like, we're not losing this now.
1: uh, How much fun have you had? uh, Have you been keeping up real close tabs on Cass? It seems like whatever league he's in, it's like a different league every time. But he always ends up as defensive player of the year, MVP, or scoring champion. Uh, He's just a winner, right? I mean, from kind of the first moment you got to know him.
4: Yeah, he really is. It's it's fun to uh, it's fun to have those those guys back around. And I I don't know how to keep up on guys like that, but my boys do. They tell me all the time how Cass is doing and. And the great thing about guys like Cass and Larry Anderson, when they're in town, they're at the pyramid. I mean, they come, they come through and hang out with our, with these guys, and 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 put some of that old wisdom on them, and. Uh... And, and put 30 on him in a practice or whatever, oh, you know. Larry
1: but. was full on heckling uh, Deshaun Booker, I think, during the UC Davis game in the pyramid, which just like in his ear every time he was walking over to your guys' bench, like sit on his left, you know.
4: Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> the same in practice. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, DeSean listened to him about yeah. as well as me because <laughs> T.J. Shorts is still going left. Okay, he never quit going left. It, he is. A, he's somewhere uh, in a, Canada right yeah. now. He's been <laughs> making left yeah. turns
1: for about
0: a month straight. You're right. Um, Coach, I mentioned it earlier, it, it's been an up-and-down year because of the schedule and obviously some injuries that you've had, but uh, did, did you see this turnaround coming? Because as we talked about on Saturday, we feel like you're playing the best
4: ball right now. We are. I, I think we're coming off our best week, and it's the right week to be coming off of it. But, no, it's been a struggle. It's been a, uh, a struggle to get us to believe that we can defend and believe in each other. Uh, you know, I think it underestimated how much change we had. Uh, and not just, not just the change of of the new guys, but uh, uh, Gabe and Timmy had never played a league game together, and and that's that's a change. That's getting them to trust each other and where they're going to find each other. Uh, and yeah, you had the preseason to do that, but 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 finding each other against Arizona and finding each other against UC Davis is a different different feel too. So. Uh, it's taken longer than than you want, uh, but hopefully we found it, and that's what you know. We 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 met this morning, and and uh, we wrote down everything that frustrated us about the pre you know, the regular season, everything that disappointed us individually and as a team, and. And we took our sheets outside and put it in a garbage can and burned them, and brought them back in, and they're sitting in the locker room, and there's just ashes left of <laughs> that regular season.
1: That's some kind of a code violation, I think, Coach. No, this we, is California. We, we don't let you do stuff like that.
4: Yeah, we got away with it, you know, but it was too early in the morning for the for the uh, CSUB uh, Mounties to come through, so. But you know, so we're kind of a we're, we're kind of a you know everybody this time of year is oh we're zero and zero or or they're like no 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 we're got great momentum we're the team in the middle we're trying to we're trying to go zero and zero because we didn't like our regular season but we also don't want to forget our swagger and and the confidence that we came off of last week
0: yeah last week was special a special Saturday night senior night like I said and I guess I'll just say the two most important words for your program right now Gabe Levin. He, he he was unbelievable, and it looked like he was probably having the most fun playing basketball of his whole entire life.
4: It wasn't it great to see him show some emotion. Yeah. You know, Gabe, Gabe is always so stoic. He's always, you know, you're always wondering what's Gabe's thinking. But Saturday, you knew what he was thinking. He was cherishing it and loving every minute of it, and uh, and uh, enjoying having his family there, and uh, really soaked it up with his teammates. Uh, it was uh, it was great because as a coach. A kid like that, you want—you're just so want them to have a good experience because they're given so much of themselves to the program, and uh, he, he's—and and he really showed that he, he, he was feeling that uh, that kind of love in return. And so that was really a neat a neat night.
0: Yeah, it was a fun night. Everybody kind of had their own moment there. Uh, Barry Ogilu, the scoop on the baseline there in the second half. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen him make that
4: move. Have you? Barry, Barry's got moves. You know, it's just you don't know when they're going to happen. <laughs> they're going to happen. You know, he's going to have moves. Barry's very offensively talented, especially around the basket. He's really a good finisher. Uh, it's just getting him to those situations where he can. And and you know, he, he missed some games and got out of rhythm. And and Barry can't afford his game can't afford to do that. He really has to uh, have to keep him in the moment of each scout and those kind of things because. Because Barry is a Barry is a pickup player. I mean, he if the game gets going and and, and we call him a Hawaii killer. I mean, if you look (laughs) at his stats against Hawaii, uh, he was last year I think in the league tournament he was nine for 11, and everybody's like, oh, he can't do that well. In the pyramid earlier this year, he went nine for 10 against them. So, you know, he if he can get him in the open court and just uh, get get him uh, uh, around the rim, uh, he's as good as you got.
1: Well, uh, something JJ and I have been talking about all year is we're excited to see how you guys do in the tournament because I feel like you guys have the team that we would always be worried about going into the Big West Tournament. You, you can score in a lot of different ways. You have bigs that could take the game over, but you could also have a, a, a huge night on any given day from the perimeter. Um, defensively, <laughs> what do you guys have to do uh, to get through the first couple games of the tournament?
4: Well, to your first point, it is kind of fun not to be the hunted, you know? Is, I mean, we right, went a yeah, lot of years sure. where... Where all the pressure was on us and 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 you know you, you really could feel that, and it wasn't a fun week uh, uh, being expected to win so that part of it I think it, is kind of at least from my perspective you want to be the hunted because that means you're you're the best team and you but but it is nice to to, to come in from a different angle and 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 it, we weren't always successful being a hunted and maybe being being the hunter this week will will bite us some more success but we do have to get better defensively. Uh, uh, but again, last week, we played well because we defended well. And uh, it's got to start by, by – your, your defense has got to start from the inside out. We've got to defend the paint better. The problem with defending inside out is it starts outside in. You know, we've had the luxury at, at Long Beach State of having Casper Ware to Mike Caffey to Justin Bibbins where we didn't have to worry about controlling the ball. I mean, that – those three guys were as good as anybody in the country at keeping the ball in front of them and stopping the stopping the break and, and controlling the start of, of, of the possession. We haven't had that luxury this year for the first time in ten years, and uh, and it, it has shown. We've really we've really been vulnerable with guys, you know, point guards getting in the paint, and, and now now all heck bro- breaks loose. You've got you know they've got dump downs, they've got floaters, they've got kickouts. Uh, and that's been our thing, but, but to Deshaun's credit, and, and some of the things you know he said in the locker room today, you know I was just I didn't, I didn't you know believe uh, that I w- not basically that I was that deficient in that area, and, and, and it's really been good for me the last couple weeks to take ownership in this, and it's really made a huge difference in all of our, our guys because once your point guard does it, your wings are gonna you know follow suit. You can have captains, and Gabe and Timmy have been great captains. But it's like it's like a quarterback in football. He might not be the captain, but it's gonna run through that person. And your point guard is that person in basketball. So to have him uh, kind of born again defender uh, uh, <laughs> nice. has has helped. Uh, Hallelujah! Yeah,
1: we got ashes. We got born again defenders. It's, uh, we're getting we're, ready for hey, Easter every, week
0: here.
4: We everybody gets, gets uh, yeah, every, this week.
0: Everybody gets religious in March when it's ba- when you're a basketball <laughs> yeah. coach. Um, speaking of kind of like a parallel here. You guys took on Cal State Fullerton on January 20th at home and beat him 81-73 and then you lost at Fullerton two weeks ago 81-71. So kind of a flip just like the women's first round opponent, which is UC Riverside, uh, you're going to be taking on two very good guards in, uh, in Allman and Ahmed. Allman leads the Big West in, with 19.4 points. Uh, do you watch a lot of film from the games against your opponent when you're coming in to play them in the tournament?
4: Yeah, I, I just got through watching that actual, that second game uh, an hour ago, and, and I watched the Hawaii uh, Fullerton game earlier today uh, from Saturday, and that was the second time I've seen it, uh, but uh, the, it's not a great matchup for us, because the, uh, uh, as I was telling Coach Kamen earlier, you know, the, the problem is 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 um, Kyle Allman can, can go for 40-30 on, on really good, solid, defending guards. I mean, he's he, he dropped 40 on Hawaii, who's, who, you know, Sharif DeRoye, uh, he made him, you know, look, look bad, and, and he's one of the better defenders in the league. So uh, it's not as easy as you think, but uh, again, we, we did a lot of good things. We kept them to 27 points in the first half of both those two games, and we played them. It's just sustaining it, and as they get more aggressive as the game goes on, we got to get more discipline, and it, it, unfortunately, both games, it's been the opposite. As, as they get more aggressive, we break down more. and We've only held opponents in league one time to less points in the second half, and that was at, at Northridge. And for us to win this tournament, that's probably the number one key is we've got, we've got to be able to come out the second half and, and sustain our defensive principles and, and our, our defensive game plan and not when, because when they get more aggressive, not when they hit one shot or two shots, get spread out and start going on, on on our own. It's easy to see selfish teams on on offense, but where it really shows for a coach is defensively, when you leave your teammate out on an island, because nobody can go or either one of those kids one-on-one. That, that's not going to happen. They've got to have six eyes on them every time they get the ball. 350
0: wins, you've seen your share of tournaments. We also talked about this on Saturday after the game. What does it take to win a tournament, to be able to play Three, two three games back to back to back in the same building with a different opponent every night
4: well it it, it takes a team uh you know it's not just one guy gonna do it uh, gabe levin can't do it by himself although as you mentioned casper pretty close did with larry <laughs> out but uh it takes a guy uh, uh but it also takes a swagger and just a comfort of a team getting into a flow and, and staying there as long as possible it's like You know, since we're on the beach, we can, uh, you know, use the analogy of riding a wave. As long as you can stay on that wave, uh, the better chance you get. Because it's it's a game of spurts, and you get a spurt at the right time. And I think the last thing it takes, it takes an X factor. I I mentioned that today in the meeting. Because although Casper Ware carried us, Peter Papa George won us that tournament Mm. because he he had about six points the whole season, and Larry Anderson got hurt. And he came in and hit a couple big threes in the semis when we were struggling and and, uh, and played more minutes in the tournament than he did all season and so you know, as I told our guys today somebody in this room has has to just do their job better than they have been they don't have to be they don't have to go out of body but they've got you know somebody else has to step up we've got to have an X factor and you got to have a, a uh, uh, Mason Riggins come off the bench when Timmy's in foul trouble and, and shore up or or, or uh, uh Jordan uh, Griffin come in and hit a couple shots. Uh, uh, to, to win a tournament. It just can't be your, your best players. You got to have everybody uh, Playing on the same page. I, I'm gonna admit to
1: you. I did not expect Peter Papa George's name to come up
4: Well, for he podcast, pays me so per <laughs> per mention
1: so. That's good. We, we need a deal like that yeah. uh, You know, I, I was watching JJ's video from Saturday. It's such an awesome night, obviously uh, and I just wanted to say I think it's incredible how far the program has come in your tenure, because JJ and I always talk about when we were in college, I I used to go do my homework, you know, on the tables during men's basketball games, because it was like maybe 20 students there, and it was just so flat. And now you expect these nights with three or 4,000 fans there, the pyramid looks great. Um, Have you had a chance at all, or, or do you in those moments on a senior night, take a second to reflect on that about the growth of the sort of the program and the brand while you've been here?
4: Not always, but 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 Saturday I sure did. I mean that was really gratifying. I mean again, it's been a frustrating year for a lot of our fans. It's been a frustrating year for for everybody, for our kids, everybody. You know, I mean, uh, and that's good. We 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 want this program to be at a level where if we're not winning a championship or competing, you know, right, you know, it's it, you know, we we have those expectations of ourselves, but to not give up on us, to to come and support. Gabe and, and, and Barry and Quentin on that last day, and to see that many students and that many fans, and to, to give them the, the night that, that they're gonna never forget was really a, 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 a great thing, and I, I did think about that. I'm like, this, this has come a long ways, that, that we're, we're in fourth, fifth place right now, and, and uh, these people, it's a beautiful, beautiful day, whatever, you know, there's a lot of places they can be in Southern California, and to come here in the pyramid tonight, this is special.
0: Yeah, it was very special. Hopefully more special moments to come at Honda Center this weekend. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thursday, Long Beach State, Cal State, Fullerton at Honda Center, 2.30 p.m. Uh, It's another good rivalry game in the Big West, and they're always entertaining.
4: Coach, best of luck. Great always being with you guys and uh, cause you know your game. So <laughs> you know, you know volleyball and you know basketball, and now all of a sudden you know softball. I mean you guys I guess are so. Yeah. You, you, know, you guys are that utility infielder. <laughs> We're trying, coach. We're and trying. Utility
1: infielder's always got a job. I'll take utility infielder.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, that that was a that was a really good show, uh, and a perfect timing to, to start this show so that we could do something like that before the tournament this weekend, Mike.
1: Yeah, uh, obviously we're fired up to get out there to the Honda Center and, uh, and to Cal State Fullerton to watch the women's team as well. Oh,
0: Bummer the Titans didn't make the tournament on the women's side. That's, that's a bummer. It's
1: rough to be hosting a tournament that you did not yeah. qualify for. Yeah, it's yeah, tough. I cannot relate to that experience personally.
0: Uh, one more time for the ticket info you want to call the Long Beach State box office if you want Long Beach State tickets. That is 562 985 4949. Andy, are you going to be on the phone all week answering those calls?
2: <laughs> I'll be working the phones. You know, uh, it's one of the most uh, exciting times of the year for me. But uh, we're excited. We think we're going to have uh, a lot of people come out and support the men and the women. And, uh, you know, we're, we're optimistic and, uh, you know, looking forward to this week.
0: Next week, going to be talking about everything that happened this week on this show again. I think we're going to try to get uh, Dirtbags coach Troy Buckley uh, or another, uh, another guest for the show next week to be talking Long Beach State sports hosted by the562.org. I am JJ. I'm Mike. He's Andy. And this is Andy. (laughs) He's he's still the show. (laughs) This is the LBP show. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Please hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook to interact with this show so that we can do a mailbag segment in the coming future. Take care, Long Beach. We'll see you in the stands.